Welcome to Uncontained, episode 175. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and this week I talked to one of my good friends from back home who has worked personal security for many stars. Yes, uh, Sharon Stone, Ryan Seacrest, Joe Rogan, and uh, also some rock stars as well, including the legendary Vinnie Paul from Pantera and Hell Yeah. I've been trying to get him on the show for quite some time now. Our schedules just haven't lined up. I honestly think the dude should write a book about all of his experiences with uh, celebrities and the stories that are behind those experiences. Gus is also one of those guys that wherever he goes, he knows somebody. He can't uh, walk into a bar, a concert, or anywhere without somebody bumping into him and be like, Hey, Gus, what's up, man? So there's a lot you can learn from this guy from networking as well and keeping in touch with people. And he also he also taught me how to get backstage at a concert too. Just basically walk in like you belong there. If you if you hesitate at all, they're gonna they're gonna look at you and be like, you do not belong here. I don't care if you have a laminate, but uh, I know something's up. So walk in like you own the place, and uh, you got a chance of getting backstage to uh, hang out with your favorite bands. And it also helps having somebody who's six foot eight, three hundred some odd pounds with you that uh, looks legit in the situation. But I got some great stories out of Gus in this episode, and I know you will enjoy them as well. Some with Joe Rogan on Fear Factor, and also a lot of stories about Vinnie Paul. If you're a Pantera fan, if you're a Damage Plan fan, or even a Hell Yeah fan, you are going to like this episode. It's the behind-the-scenes look at the celebrities that you see from the standpoint of of their personal security. So so plug in your earbuds. This right here, my friends, is a fun episode. And this is how Gus lives uncontained. Gus, welcome to the show, my friend. Good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. It's, uh, this is an interview that I've been trying to get lined up for a while. It's just, you know, you're a busy man, I'm a busy man, and uh, uh-huh. we're also uh, half a country apart right now. So <laughs> This is true, and it sucks. I miss my buddy, man. I know, dude. I know. I miss all my friends back home, you know, but out here is kind of where I need to be right now. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it, man. I dig it. That California dream, and I love it, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming from the Midwest, you're always dreaming about getting to the coast, and you did some time out here as well as it's in Vegas. So in addition to being my friend and uh, working for some of the bigger names in the entertainment industry, is there any other uh-huh. part to the introduction that you would like to add to? No, you know, I think that, uh, I think, you know, uh, obviously love your show man it's uh it's great to to get some stories out there that people might not know and uh just very thankful to be a part of your show my friend. yeah man i appreciate you coming on so um let's just jump to uh jump to the start of it you're you're a big guy so for people who don't know who you are i'll have a picture for the show art so um you'll see how big gus is <laughs> maybe i'll put a quarter yeah. next to the image to uh do that but how did you get involved into um, personal security and uh, watching over the stars. 
Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's it's a funny story. Um, so I have always at least a big guy. You know, looking at six five, almost three hundred pounds. So yes, uh, a big guy. But so you know, like any big guy, it starts in the bars. You know, you do bar security or you do security at a show, you know, event. Um, you know, uh, just just kind of your normal everyday security work, uh, $10 an hour. So I started doing that, but how the personal security, uh, came into play was I was managing a gentleman's club, which you might know. Yes. And, uh, I, uh, one night had been drinking a bunch of booze and I was in front of my computer and I was like, you know, I just want to see what my options are for security work. So I went on to Craigslist in LA and I was looking for private security or, or bodyguard work, and I had found a company called Salient Security, based out of Hollywood. Okay. And um, so I, um, I entered my resume, and which at that point in time I had really not done a whole lot. I mean, really no big name security. I was so fortunate back in the 2000s to have worked for uh, a show called Fear Factor. Oh yes, and so that was yeah. So that was part of my resume, and and you know just um, doing local security. You know, that was on the resume, and um, you know I was also a, a security manager at a few clubs, and so I had again entered my resume, and they had called me and said, "Hey, you know, we're very interested in interviewing you. Do some kind of interview." And I was like, "Of course." And they're like, "Okay, get you out here for an interview." And I'm like, uh, "Yeah." Well, what they did not know is that I was in Iowa. Iowa. So, uh-huh. um, I yep, I hopped on a plane and I flew out there and I interviewed with Southern Security and they said, you know, we think you're a good fit and uh, we'd like to hire you. So I was absolutely ecstatic and they said, well, we just want to make sure that you have got your license. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course I do. Well, what I did not know was in California. Um, you have to have your BSIS card. You have to have pepper uh, pepper spray permit. You have to have a baton permit, uh, license to carry. Um, so I'm like, uh, no clue that you needed this. So they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll send you a packet for the detail. Of course, we're going to need all of your credentials, um, make copies of that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get that to you. So I leave this interview hired with, a very predominant security company and I had crapped my pants to be honest with you because I'm like <laughs> I don't I have a clue what you're talking about license I have no clue so call a buddy of mine that uh, has been in the industry for a while and he's like yeah brother you gotta get you gotta get certified man so I contact AKI Security Institution in Huntington Beach California and I let them know here's my circumstance I got hired with the company they tell me I need to be licensed and they're like absolutely so I ended up going out, uh, uh, again, flying out to California, and I had taken their uh, their class, and I remember staying in the shittiest Motel 6, uh, you know, after getting out of class, just studying, you know, all weekend long, and I was so fortunate to have passed all my tests and getting uh, certified, and so that's how that started. So I ended up getting my uh, detail with this company, and it was for Sundance Film Festival. Cool. So, uh so yeah, and um, so fortunate to uh, work with a few big names for my first go around at Sundance Film Festival. So Heath Ledger slash uh, my my primary detail was uh, for a, a band called Soul Stash, um, which is Charles Hendon's son. 
Um, I'm not even sure if that band is still around, but uh, so yeah, that was that was my first experience, and really what wow that's... gave me the taste of of uh, you know what security, like professional security, is all about. And I just I I was bit, and I I just turned back after that. Definitely, definitely. So was this Heath Ledger before or after the Joker? Uh this would. Heath Ledger before the Joker. Before the Joker. Okay. All right. Because, like, you know, this is just a little side note. I remember hearing something about uh, Jack Nicholson uh, telling Heath Ledger not to take the role as a Joker because it messes with your mind of reality. Uh, like, uh-huh. your perception of reality because he's such a lawless character. And, uh, you know, uh, he did great as a Joker, but unfortunately, you know, it messed with him apparently. Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that uh, have inner demons, and uh, whether it's taken out through alcohol, drugs, or or however you um, release those demons, is, I, I guess it's, it's your life to do it if you want. Unfortunately, it's no longer with us. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's let's jump back just a minute. You mentioned you worked on Fear Factor. I knew that. For some reason, I was under the impression you did security on uh, Fear Factor for Joe Rogan. Uh, but what was your role in uh, Fear Factor back in the day? So I have worked with Fear Factor on a couple times. So Lock and Key Productions is Fear Factor, and they had a location, um, their location shot in California and then also Las Vegas as well. So uh, I was fortunate to have with the Las Vegas shoots um, that happened, and, and as what I had worked with those as a production assistant, but also had done security with Joe Rogan. Um, it was me and a, a buddy of mine, Devo. Devo, if you're out there, what's up, brother? But uh, so yeah, it's uh, just a lot of good times. You know, the the one thing I did not know going into and working for that show is that one episode is five days. That's 14 hours a day, so it's uh, really that, that was a tough gig. Oh, and then the Vegas heat, you know, so you shoot at night, so you're not roasting. So, um, but it was a cool experience to see how you know back end worked, and uh, again, just very thankful. Yeah, yeah. So, and I got another question: Does Joe Rogan even really need personal security? Because from what I understand, he's he pretty much of a he's, badass. He's pretty much a badass. <laughs> he's a, he's, have you seen that dude kick? He kicks like a mule, man. Like that. Man, that guy, I tell you, he has a badass podcast, but and and is a great comic. But I would not want to be a heckler at his show. I'll tell you that because he's like no, come that, down off that the guy stage is, uh, he, he stacks <laughs> me up, man. He's he's uh, outspoken individual, man. He he doesn't hold back. So right on, man. So Fear Factor to Sundance, and then uh, what what was next in your progression after you got bit by the security bug? You know, I so after my uh, experience with Sundance Film Festival, I, I come back to Iowa, and that my detail with Sundance Film Festival lasted uh, 30 days. So, um, came back to Iowa, and I was just like, man, you know, this is what I needed to do. And as, as I mentioned at that time, I was running a gentleman's club, and really just burnt out on that whole industry. So, I uh, was like, listen, man, I, I think I need to make a go around at this. And, so I packed everything up in a six by nine trailer and, and moved out to Hollywood. Did not know anybody. And, um, that's you know that's kind of how it started. So I remember going into to Hollywood and um, at that point in time had the worst credit ever. And uh, you know it's uh, you know Midwest broke and so it was a hustle. You know I was going through alleyways picking up internet feed and 
you know, stay out of my car for a bit. Um, and then, you know, just putting resumes in and just really kind of pound the pavement. And then all of a sudden it hit. And I started getting replies back to, you know, submitting And I think the first, I think I want to say the first gig that I got was um, a reality show on the, the food channel called The Chef Jeff Project. Okay. Uh, which they had hired me as a talent coordinator for that, but uh, uh, a show that was um, based off of high-risk teenagers. But these, all of these kids had the same passion for the culinary arts. So Chef Jeff, I don't know if you know much about his life. He was uh, arrested and in prison for mass manufacturing of crack cocaine. And through the prison, he taught himself how to be a chef and uh, is now a very predominant chef and uh Las Vegas, he lives in Las Vegas now, but this was in, in L.A. where we had shot the Chef Jeff Project. I did not know that. Uh, so looks like he got his uh, start cooking something else before food. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I, I did. I apologize. But, uh, no, but that's awesome, though, to be able to come back from that and turn, like, his life around to actually um, – you know, doing something productive and helping kids that may be in the situation that he was in, um, you know, do something positive. Absolutely. You know, the guy is, is super humble and, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, look at his story. I mean, it, it's the chance, you know, check him out. He's, he's just uh, one of those statistics where you think that you'd lose it or they have lost all hope and he just really turned around and, and, just a really solid guy. Very cool. I, I'd heard of him, but yeah, I had not heard that story before, as we said. So um, now, what would be like one of your most interesting uh, jobs as uh, as a personal security guard? Well, interesting. Now, that's a loaded question, Static. I mean, there's a whole bunch of interesting question or uh, circumstances. And now, when you say interesting, you know, you're saying like, uh, what was my favorite or what do you mean? Well, we'll we'll get into that too. But like, what was I don't know. I guess I'll put like, what was one of your most challenging experiences? Um, you know, I would say my time with Vinnie Paul was challenging. You know, this is a just an angel, such a beautiful man, but you know, has really just gone through some horrible things. And so I think challenging, you know, to you know to live with somebody twenty four hours a day and and be sympathetic to what's going on in their life and you know I, I could never imagine having to be a rock star all day long and having your heart broken you know because your brother's not around uh, Definitely. and that was just it was a tough gig you know when you go out um, you get loaded have fun get wasted you know and the last person you know that you see when, when they put you to bed is your, your bodyguard you know so it's when uh, there's have been multiple drinks had and you know and those feelings it kind of erupts, man. You know, it's just it was it was a tough gig because you know, like I said, when you know the last face you see when you're upset and pissed off at the world is your bodyguard. So when you wake up, one of the first faces you see is your bodyguard, uh, and you remember being so upset. And the last face you see is me. You know, so it was just it was a tough gig, man. Because uh, you know, you think of, of course you can't handle anybody else's feeling something to that magnitude or that level. Yeah, yeah. So you said with it being the last face that he saw before he went to bed when he was angry, did he end up like associating those feelings with you then? Or was that kind of what was you know, challenging it, about it? Yeah, you know, the thing is, I, I just, you know, 
I don't even know, man. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, again, I, I can't ever speak about losing a, a brother or sister, you know, and, um, I don't think it was ever portrayed on to me. I think that again, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's sad, you know, and it, I just wish that, I think a lot of people wish that they could have taken that pain away, you know, but unfortunately we can't. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it's, uh, you know, the guy was just a sweetheart, just a great provider and just a, a great friend. And, and of course, an amazing rock star. And, um, so, you know, Vinny, Vinny kept it together really well. Yeah, and it had to be amazing getting to know him. I know, like, when you were working out there, I actually came to visit you in Vegas and uh, got to hang out with Vinny and the whole crew. And uh, Vinny was even cool with me just crashing on his couch as a complete stranger to him. So that was that was really awesome. So I guess yeah. where I'm going with this is there had to be some amazing times with him as well. Do you want to talk about those so it's not on, all a downer on Vinny Paul? Yeah, you know, and, and when I say downer, you know, that's just life, you know, and that's the thing is that, you know, um, I was fortunate that it, you know, Vinny had asked me to move in with them and be, you know, personal security 24 hours. And, of course, very fortunate to have taken on director security for a band called Hell Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just by, as, as, like I said, you know, Vinny was such a great provider and such a great man and, and certainly had taken care of, uh, of, of his people. Um, so there is endless, numerous amount of stories, uh, that, uh, that I have with Vinnie Paul, my time with Vinnie Paul and, um, you know, I, 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 I don't, where can I start? I mean, it goes on for days and that's what I think, that's what I take up, take away from that, that situation in my life with Vinnie and, and there were, you know, numerous years that I was with Vinnie Paul and, um, you know, just, just be able to carry on and, and tell these stories, you know, with people that maybe have seen Benny, you know, play or have had a chance to shake hand or take photographs with, you know, it just, it still trips me out every day, you know, that that was my life for years and, and, uh, you know, just, just the fun stories that we have. I, I bet, man. I bet. And when I said downer, I guess I didn't really mean downer. I just wanted to bring some of the positive side of working with Vinny yeah. out, you know, and yeah. Yeah, like yeah. with, all that went on with Vinnie Paul, was there like, you mentioned you took some stuff away, but was there like a lesson that you feel that he taught you, like a life lesson? You know, he did, absolutely. And that's to be very humble um, and always take care of your friends uh, and love your friends. Like he was Honestly, and you had the pleasure of honestly spending some good quality time with him. He was just a beautiful man. Um. And, you know, just talking about how, he, you know, it really showed me how to be a, just a, a decent individual, you know, and not that I was not a decent person, you know, there's, you got to, you know, you got to give a little, get a little. Uh, and he was, this dude was giving, constantly giving, you know, and, and just, you know, that heart was so huge. And so I just learned, you know, if you're good to other people, you know, uh, those people are going to be good to you and that's going to be good to you. That's what I learned from Vinny. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! Not not to not just to put one of the names of his bands out there, but uh, <laughs> I always felt weird about saying hell yeah around him, like because it's like I'm sure he hears that all the time with the band name Hell Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but you know, there's the whole. Well, just remember by design, by design that that, that band name is by design, brother. Because oh, I'm sure it was. Hell yeah, so. I know, <laughs> I know. 
you know, they have the whole adage, like, don't meet your idols because you'll be disappointed. Vinnie Paul is an exclusion to that, you know. He is, like, one of the, like, rock stars that you would meet and not be disappointed after meeting. Very, very true. Very true. And, you know, there's, you know, living with Vinnie, there was so many bands that would come through the house and, uh you know, there's a lot of people that I was not disappointed in, and there are some people that I was disappointed in, so. Yeah, yeah, you will definitely have that. And you know what I've learned, too, for people who are out there meeting their idols for the first time or meeting, like, bands for the first time and the first impression isn't good? You know, you kind of got to meet them a couple times before you can really say, like, if they – you know, aren't cool people or not. Because, um, for example, I met uh, the uh, guy from, I can't think of his name right now, but he uh, sang in, uh, I believe it was Soil Now with Drowning Pool, um, met him at Laser Fest in uh, Des Moines. And it turns out that day he just got the news that his dad died. And it's like, if you didn't know that and just ran into him, and you'd be like, dude, he's distant. You didn't care about me. But, you know, there's all that stuff that's happening behind the scenes. Yep. Um, Yeah. And there is, you know, and that's the thing, you know, when we're talking about, you know, meeting your idol. It's, uh, I think people you know, put their stars on a pedestal, you know, and these are just human beings. They're like you and I, they're just really good at what they do. And they're very fortunate to have a career in music or a career in acting or a career in whatever they do. Definitely, um, man. You know, there's, there's success in everything. You know, there's a, you're, you're successful with your podcast, you know, there's, you know, so I think when people either get, you know, staritis or, you know, or do, oh my God, it's St. Paul or, oh my God, it's Sharon Stone or Ryan Seacrest or, or whomever it is, you know, these people see, you know, they they're on just FaceTime, you know, they either see them on TV or they see them in the movies, but they don't understand that these people are real human individuals. Definitely, definitely. And it's it's easy to do that as, as a fan, you know, because especially with, like, social media these days, you're only seeing, like, the the A moments of the star that they're posting. Right. You know, they're not going to post, right. like, their shitty moments. They're going to be like, Ah, oh, dude, this is awesome. My life is awesome. You, you kind of want this um, type thing, and right. that's why people want to follow them. Um, you've worked for. I'm just changing subjects here a little bit. No transitional yeah. material at all. Just gonna jump into it. So you've worked for a lot of stars. You mentioned Sharon Stone, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, what are like? You have any stories about them? I've seen you posting pictures on Facebook all the time too. That's kind of how I know about some of the some of the people you've worked with. Yeah. But sure. who are um, some of the notable ones? You know, it's uh, notable. I guess they're all notable, by all means. But you know, it's very, very close to Sharon Stone, and and had worked with Lance Houston, has some new Ferrari, and had worked at this job downtown Beverly Hills um, as the uh, head of security there. And, um, so really had a chance to to speak with and and just kind of rub elbows with some of the greats. So um, a lot of great moments. Uh, Don Ripples, I mean, that guy is just, just, just funny as to be. And really? TMZ does a really, yeah, you know, TMZ does a really good job um, archiving uh, these people's lives. And, of course, again, you know, it's just, it's first show, you know, but these people, you know, it's just, it's amazing, you know, when you have somebody that is an entertainer for a living, you know, they get paid to do that. But, you know, by, you know, 
by talent alone or their national instincts is to be an entertainer. So it's so fun to, to watch these people interact and, you know, when they're out having dinner and, you know, DMC's there and they're just cracking jokes. And it's just cool to see them on, you know, on a real time level. Yeah, yeah. So Don Rickles, was he full of one-liners like he was uh, on stage? Is he, like, kind of the same person on and off stage? He was 100%. He was, uh, he was a very uh, amazing individual. Like, yeah, God bless his soul. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, just a fun guy. You know, Sharon Stone, that's just another individual that I can't say enough great things about that gal. Uh, oh, my gosh. She was just uh, just a fun gal. and just living the best life she can live and so talented as well and but honestly you know it's uh that was probably one of my 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 favorite people to work with she was just a fun person right on man right on so um what would be like one of the most fun experiences you've had uh doing personal security would that be with vinnie paul or with somebody else yeah you know it, it would be with Vinny. you know i just again i had such a uh a fun time and you know Vinny we I mean there's so many stories and, and he just had allowed me to travel the world with him on tour with Hell Yeah and, um, just that you know I was I was thinking of you know you know you had given me a question about one of my my favorite experiences so you know I'll, I'll talk with you about a story about uh, our experience in, in uh, Scottsdale Arizona so Vinny is of course a very um uh, spontaneous individual, and when Benny wants to do what he wants to do, he does. So, we had been drinking the night before, and uh, in the morning, Benny says, We're going to Phoenix to go see Chickenfoot because obviously Benny and Sammy are just good friends with each other. So, okay, he uh, puts a message out to a uh, very well known bass player for at that time a band called Sin City Centers. And then a uh, message out to one of our uh, our buddies that was a pit boss at the Hard Rock and says, hey, we're having a barbecue. Uh, get your ass over here at 10 o'clock. Sharp. So uh, I know what's going on. We're going to put these people in a Cadillac and we're going to drive down to Phoenix. Well, they don't know what's going on. So it makes it even funny. So these guys show up. Hey, barbecue, finish all. <laughs> but we're like, all right, well, we're all going to get in the, the, the tiny little plate and go get some supplies like we usually do. And they're like, cool, man. So we get in the car and, and we're out and we go south. They're like, what's going on, dude? And he's like, we're going to, we're going to Phoenix, bro. We're going to do chicken. But they're like, hey, I got this. I got a show tomorrow night. They're like, I got to work. And he's like, nope, you're calling in sick. And that's how they, then he did not care. It was <laughs> Benny Paul's time all the time, man. You know what? So, these guys are like, shit, all right, let's go, man. So we we drive Vinny's Cadillac, escalate down to, to Phoenix to go see Chicken Foot and, uh, and had a great time with Sammy, such a great guy as well. And um, So we're supposed to be there for one night. Nobody's stressing out, nobody's weird out. Vinny's like, man, we'll get back tomorrow. Don't worry about it, dude. So everybody's like, all right, cool. You know, we got you. Let's do this. So we get there, we see the show, and we stay in, in I believe, Scottsdale, Arizona, and just have a great time drinking that night and just partying. And the next day, Vinny was like, you know what? I want to stay here for a while. And uh, as I mentioned, when Vinny Paul wants to do what he wants to do, man, that's what that's what we're doing. <laughs> so we have myself, Vinny Paul, Dry Dog, uh, again, bass players and city centers and our pit boss buddy. And uh, these dudes are like, Vinny, we're supposed to be here for a day. And he was like, no, man, we're hanging out for a couple of days. So, 
sure as shit, man. We get a hotel room. Everybody gets hotel room fare. Everybody, these guys call in sick, call in can't make the show, call in pit box out, not making it. And we hang out for a couple days. Well, it gets to be the second day. And he's just like, Vinny, are you going to go home? He's like, nope, I'm not ready to go yet. So these dudes are pissed off. Vinny's like, if you want to go, man, I will fly you back. And he sure shit took these fellas on a flight. And they were back in Vegas, skipped you dude. And uh, we, it was Brad Dog, myself, and Benny Paul. We ended up staying in Scottsdale for five days. Wow. So, funny, yeah, funny story about that is uh, I don't know if you know this, but Benny Paul is a huge Halloween fan. So, yeah, anything to do with Halloween, that's Benny Paul's style right there. If you've ever been in his house, goes Galvin Ghouls everywhere. And uh, the dude just finds it hilarious. And uh, so, we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, staying in a beautiful hotel room. And Benny's like, I want to go get some Halloween decorations for our room. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> so we go to the spirit of Halloween, and this guy dropped three grand on Halloween. Uh, I mean, I got ghost albums, fools. I got this coming out of a trash can. I got bad scientists. And so he spends three grand on Halloween. Uh Paraphernalia, and he's like, "All right, man, let's go to the hotel. And let's set this up." And we, so we get back to the hotel room. This thing looks like a haunted house, Dad. I kind of <laughs> like it. I got a stuff bathing off the wall. I got uh, bubbling pulpers. I got again mad scientists. Like we're talking seven foot tall mad scientists. I got a zombie coming out of a trash can. We got a flock machine. We got a guy on the floor. Zombie guys, his hand reaches up when he goes towards them. So. I mean, this place is on fire right now. Uh, and, and That's Benny, awesome. Benny has, yeah, he just has got this insatiable laugh if you've ever heard Benny Paul's laugh. <laughs> just digging it, man. And <laughs> so one night, again, just have the blast again, and it's probably around 3 o'clock in the morning. We get back to the room, and Benny's like, Joss, order. So I call, order pizza. This dude is sitting there, and he's facing the wall, sleeping and this pizza guy well he, I thought he was sleeping this pizza guy shows up and of course I open the door and here's this zombie brains and this pizza dude flips out he's like what the fuck man you hear Vinny in the background just <laughs> just cracking up man. and that's I'm like awesome. fuck you Vinny and, but that's just how he rolled man it was just you know the guy was just always having fun and he, he just uh he, yeah, I mean, every circumstance, every situation with Benny was always a fun one. So that's my fun experience, uh, you know, one of, one of the million that uh, that I would share with you, brother. Right on, man, right on. Yeah, I've heard some great stories, and I think honestly think you should write a book about uh, this, or at least uh, at least an audio book, continue to come on podcast, tell the story. But when, if, if you do write that book, you'll have to come back on for sure. Uh, one more question yeah. before we move to my final five questions. Last question before yeah. we get to that. Um, who is the person you worked for that surprised you the most? Like whether it's like how they were, your impression of them was completely different than what you thought or, or whatnot. So who surprised you the most that you worked with? I would say Sharon Stone. She was, uh, again, just, I have never met a, a more positive, happy soul in my lifetime. Just a, just a woman that is so beautiful and living the best life possible. Just 
a lot like Penny, you know, she was just somebody that you wanted to be around and somebody that was just, you could talk to her as a person, but just so humble and just, and just a sweetheart. So I would say that would, that would probably be the person that really, I was like, man, you know, I, I didn't know going into it. I was like, well, some, sometimes, you know, people's uh, personalities, you know, they clash, but with her and I, it was always cool. Please tell me she had a Halloween hotel room too. Unfortunately, no Halloween hotel room. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. But, uh, but Sharon, what... if you're out there, we we could do a Halloween hotel room. I promise, I'm here. <laughs> yes, yes, and you have experience at that now, thanks to Vinnie Paul. I do, I do, absolutely. Thank you, Vinnie Paul. Yes, yes. All right, cool. So I'm I'm glad to hear that you've had some really awesome experiences. Now I I have five questions that I ask geared to help people who want to get into the entertainment industry, and I tend to gear them specifically towards your profession. All right. So, um, the first one is very plain and simple. Uh, what advice would you have for somebody who is looking to get into doing personal security or take their security job to the next level? Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's got to be honest with you. My career in the security industry is is a rarity. Um, I again am so humble, so thankful, you know, to have been able to do this for a living for a long time. And but it, to be honest, man, it's it's not normal. Um, people that, and it doesn't matter how big or small or, you know, secure, listen, if, if you are smart and, and you take your job serious and, and yeah, it's a party, man, it's every circumstance is different. Uh, what I would say is that if this is something that you're interested in doing, you know, bust your ass and do it. And, you know, I, I was put in, I was put in a rough situation where I had to have credentials, you know, and, and. But I knew that this was something that I wanted to do, and I knew that this is this is what I was made to do. Uh, and I and I'm and I'm busting my ass, you know. So I would say, listen, if if you truly want to get in into the professional security, um, get out there and, and and beat the pavement, man. You know, make sure that people know your name, make sure that you're seen, make sure that you have a business card that's legit, and and people remember who you are. But also. Don't be a creep, you know. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's some, I, a lot of this is just get the gap others to the right place at the right time. And uh, if you are a good person and you're in a good position and, and a, a good circumstance, you're gonna you're gonna surround yourself by good people. And so always make sure that you're surrounding yourself by good people. I'm so thankful with Vinnie Paul that it was a a drug free camp. Well, we drank like fucking frat boys daily, but um, you know, don't don't put yourself in a bad situation. Always surround yourself by good people. Hustle, you know, and, and if this is truly what you want to do, man, it's it's obtainable. It was for me. I'm a kid from the Midwest that didn't know shit and didn't have anything and uh, you know, it's just about grinding, man. Just put your put your nose to the pavement and roll. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Throughout the years you've obviously had to promote yourself. Now promoting yourself as an actor, a comedian, or something, maybe slightly different than promoting yourself as a bodyguard. So, what is it that you do to promote yourself to the people who will hire you? You know, again, I think it's about you know, it's and and for me or and multiple other people that are in the profession, you know, being a big guy 
And you know, let's be honest, I'm not a beautiful guy. So it's it's a tough gig to to sell yourself and sell that trust and sell that that friendship and you know and, and really put yourself in a position where people are comfortable and like, okay, shit, cool, but, you know, this, this guy's cool, let's bring it in. So you know, it's just again, you know, to promote yourself, you really just got to put yourself out there, be professional, and and be, and, and be well spoken and be knowledgeable about the uh, about the profession and about what's going on and. If you are lucky enough to be hired, you know, know your business, know what you're doing, uh, because in the security profession, it is not um, 90% bullshit. The rest, you know, knowledge, it is 100% knowledge. Because yeah. these are amazing people, and, and really, truly, your life is in, if their life is in your hands, you know, so, um, so really know what you're doing. So as far as, uh, you know, how I promoted myself, you just have to know what you're doing. And you have to, to build that trust, and, and and people can sniff that out. There, yeah. people are not stupid; they can tell if you're bullshit or if you're serious. Now, one thing that I noticed from hanging around you, and uh, my brother actually noticed this too when he met you, he's like, "Man, Gus knows." everybody and like you kind of have to be like a master networker or something do you have any networking secrets that you uh could share with the uncontained audience you know we've known each other a long time brother and one thing that um you know about me is that i am everywhere you Uh, are i am i i you will you will see me in different states you will see i mean it's but this is listen. I love music, man. I love entertainment. Um, and now I'm so thankful to I have put myself in a position where there's some really good friendships, you know, which allows me to do a lot of traveling and allows me to to see shows and hang out, you know. So it, it is just being out there, man. Uh, and when you say a lot of people know me, yeah. And that's the thing too is that again, you know, you have to. The only person that will ever promote themselves the best is your is you. You know, so you have to get out there and you have to, uh, excuse the term, but, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, you know, and, and it makes sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're again, forging some really good friendships and, and putting yourself in good circumstances and, and make sure that people know who you're, who you are. Uh, Definitely. and sell yourself, man. It is all about selling yourself. It's, uh, that's, that's how success is built. Yeah, and do you do anything like uh, to keep in touch with these people, or is it just uh, they recognize you when you see them, or are you constantly trying to keep in touch with uh, people that you've met along the way? You know, um, some of these people, unfortunately, I'm not able to say hi to anymore, and that's that's sad. Um, But, you know, some of these, you know, in the industry, uh, you do certainly keep in, in touch with some people, but you know, it's it's it is different when you have lived that life. And for me, um, you know, I had did I have done this for a, a long time, and I was like, I you know, I just I I I just wanted I kind of wanted to move back to do something a, a little less chaotic, which I've been so thankful to now be and have a very uh, successful career in the medical industry. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's a crazy life, man, you know, but you got to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So now when you work with a client or when you were working with a client, was there anything that you wanted them to take away and remember about the experience of working with you? Like, is there any impression that you had in mind that you had, you wanted them to take away? 
I think uh, any so there's a lot of professional bodyguards and security guys, and, and there are very few people that you know have the opportunity to either one live with their client 24 hours a day, or or two work with their client on a regular basis. And I think that every serious security professional that has uh, a certain somebody that they work with on a regular basis, you know, I think what that person wants the client to know is that we would do anything to protect them. That's why they hire us, you know, and, and just, you know, to, to know that you know, that they're in the best hands and, and you know that because of the person that you've hired has that experience or has that education, has that knowledge. And I think every professional uh, bodyguard or security man that, that again works with a, a client on the constant just wants their their client to know that you made a right right decision and I'm, I'm the best one have. So perfect, man. Um, I just got a couple more questions for you before we wrap this up, and uh, then I'll let you. You said something about later today. You have something with motocross going on. I do. I'm so fortunate uh, to have been involved with a, a production company called Seven Four Productions. Uh, Brandon Simon, the mastermind of these wonderful race for uh, racetracks, and so we uh, here in, here in our uh, our local town here, we've got the motocross racing happening today. And you know, like myself, it, I try to involve myself as much as I stepped away from uh, the professional security. You know, I, I'm still out there, uh, I'm still out there helping my buddies. You know, and that's the thing too is that you you just form these friendships and people that own businesses and. and you know, we're in need of that. And so, you know what, I just, uh, we kind of go out and we just have fun and, you know, allow a whole bunch of riders to ride a track and have a good time and everything. Safe. All right, man. Cool. Cool. By the time this airs, that will actually have already happened, but, um, have fun at the motocross races, uh, tonight. And, uh, now I know we talked about like a lot of things that were, kind of highlights in your career but this is one of my final questions so i have to ask it again but what is a highlight or two from your career that you would care to share if there's something different than uh what you've shared already you know i i think that i think that we've gone through a whole bunch of stories and 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 just uh i just i just want anybody that's listening to know that if there are just some absolutely wonderful people out there um that star that you know when you see on TV or you hear on the radio, uh, these are legit, super awesome people, man. Uh, and so fun, fun stories or circumstances. I mean, there's just so many static, uh, and it and it just allows me to to be able to be a storyteller for the rest of my life. Hell yeah, man! I'm I'm looking forward to the book. I'm looking forward to the book. I'm telling you, you just gotta you just gotta get out there and write it now. Um, we're I'm, you know we're getting we're getting closer, brother. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna pull that trigger yet, uh, but there is it is on the table. There's no doubt. Well, I I'm just trying to speak it into reality. You know, make it happen. You know, <laughs> I you know, and I I don't know. I mean, I think like anybody, it's uh, who the hell wants to hear my stories? And you know, I. Again, you know, as you know, this but I'm the most humblest dude on earth, and again, just so thankful to have this amazing career and to be able to step away from it and have these stories, and and then you know, go on go on in my professional life with another amazing career. And, um, you know, I just you know when we talk about when we talk about books, man, uh, 
Yeah, there's a lot of stories, man. A, a lot of photos that um, people haven't they haven't seen. That they're they're just fun photos. It's seeing somebody in the rarest state where they're just having a blast, you know. And so I don't know, you know. It's uh, it's it's a tough one because obviously, you know, you want to uh, you want to get, you know, you want to give that person privacy, and but there, you know, there's some fun stories that people need to hear because definitely, it, it life is truly about you know just a storyteller, man. It's, 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 who's got the best story? Who can laugh? You know. Exactly, man. Exactly. Well, I have one final question for you, but before that, is there anything you wish I asked you today that I didn't? Because I know you have a lot of stories, and if there is some situation you didn't talk about that you want to, I want to make sure to get it out there. You know, I I, I think that's not up to me. I think that's up to your listeners, man. Uh, I think if if they have questions for you they'll let you know but i think you've done a great job thank you all right thank all right gus we're there we're at the final question of the show the title question gus how do you live uncontained that you know in my life uh you go a thousand miles an hour straight forward you want something bless your ass and get it uh hit the pavement man um my life is uncontained uh it is it's a revolving door and everything changes on a regular so Living uncontained to me just means getting out there and doing it, man. Put in that work, make those relationships, build that trust, have that love, have those friendships. Uh, kick ass, love life. Um, and that's about it, brother. All right, man. Short and sweet. Perfect, though. Get out there and experience life and see where it takes you, kind of. And uh, I, I do need to take some uh, networking classes from you, brother. Uh, you, you know everybody, so I, I need to pick up some skills at the trade from uh, from good old Gus right here. I, I appreciate you coming on the show today. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you going to say something? No. No, I was just giggling. Thank you. I think you do a good job. I like your show, man. I hope everybody else likes it too. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I hope so too. Um, <laughs> but I, I thank you for coming on. I got one final thing for you to do today, Gus, and that is sign off the show. Would you do me the honor of signing off the show today? I would love it, brother. And again, congratulations on your success, Patrick. Thank you. I am Gus, and I live on and that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Gus for making time to come on the show. He had uh, had to get out uh, on time because of a motocross event that he was doing security at. So, um, unfortunately, we didn't have time for more stories, but if you would like to hear more, let me know. I'll be able to get him back on at some point and maybe even encourage him to uh, write that book uh, with all the experiences, the sharing of the stories that he has of the star, such as the ones mentioned in this episode and more. I, for one, got a kick out of the Hotel Halloween room in Phoenix, Vinnie Paul story with uh, the pizza delivery guy just about crapping his pants after uh, being scared by a ghoul and zombie hopping out of a trash can. So, and then, and then seeing big old Gus there opening the door. I know I want to hear more stories, and I'd be happy to deliver them to you here on Uncontained on a future episode. Just let me know which ones you want to hear more of. Do you want to hear more about what it was like with Vinnie Paul, Sharon Stone, Ryan Seacrest, or even the late Heath Ledger, since that was one of his 
first gigs. I'm sure he has some stories about that. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please rate it on iTunes, share it with a friend, and uh, leave a review as well. Also, while you're on the internet, hit me up at my social media, Uncontained Pod, at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At the very least, share the episode with a friend who you think would enjoy it or hasn't heard Uncontained yet. So until next time, people, thank you for listening and live uncontained.